So yeah, uh, I guess I'll go ahead and open it. You want me to put the mask back on? Yes, yes, it's very important. <laughs> <laughs> now let's go to the Oscars, Tracy. What time are you picking me up? Uh-oh, Leslie, someone did not read the memo. The Oscars are not tonight. They're on March 27th. This morning, we just announced the nominees. Vicki Vale. Bruce Wayne. And what do you do for a living? When they're mixed to territorial, what's it? It's extraterrestrial being. Yeah, when, yeah. When, they, when they come, they'll probably come in secret, won't they? Undoubtedly. Jabba ruled with fear. I intend to rule with respect. This Organized Chaos podcast is brought to you by Gems Art Studio. Gems Art Studio is an online store that allows access to prints that you can use for most anything, obviously as just a picture, or as a wallpaper, or as a bookmark, or anything you can think of. You can find Gems Art Studio at etsy.com slash shop slash Gems Art Studio. This podcast is also brought to you by listeners like you. Thank you. Hello and welcome to another Organized Chaos podcast. You are once again listening to the greatest single episode of any podcast ever. We're outdoing ourselves. Uh, Bobby. Well, no. Wait, Bobby? Where'd Bobby go? Who are you, Seaway. sir? <laughs> no, it is I, Bobby. But, it is but I. You, your face, you look different. <laughs> well, yeah, this is a wrestling mask. Oh, oh, I thought I thought maybe you'd had plastic surgery or something. <laughs> no, no. Well, I mean, I, it, it, I fell into a chemical vat. Oh, okay, okay. Well, speaking of chemical vats, we are talking about Batman A nine today. We are. <laughs> we are. Yeah, uh, we'll be slowly creeping through the. Uh, the old school Batman series, I guess. Uh, I guess the fir- the the second run almost because yeah. Adam West still had a few movies. I think he had like one or maybe he had two. one live action one, but then then he has yeah. animated sequels. I think he has two animated sequels, like with the giant bat bomb. You can never <laughs> get rid of a bomb. Shark repellent is the most important thing. Bat shark yeah. repellent. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, we also have uh, some appreciating great trash with morons from outer space. Uh, a, a very Brit- I think this is the first British entry into appreciating great trash. I it might be. One. Yeah. It, it definitely was wacky. Yeah. And then uh, we have, we're going to be closing off with the, the last couple episodes of Book of Boma Fett. Which, uh, yeah, I have opinions on. Opinions. Weren't bad. <laughs> However, <laughs> but uh, yeah, a couple of things did happen uh, since last podcast. First of all, I think it was yesterday or the day before it was announced that Ivan Reitman had died. Yeah, which sucks because he is definitely one of my favorite comedy directors. Um, yeah, his later works weren't great, but God, he has so many classics. And I was just thinking Bobby and I could bring up like a, one of his maybe a bit more underrated movies. Uh 
that we each have an underrated pick that you get, we recommend you guys check out. Uh, Bobby, which one do you have? Uh, I'd definitely have to go with Stripes. Yeah, Stripes is awesome. Uh, Pre-Ghostbusters, Bill Murray and Harold Ramis. So much fun. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they they definitely were a little bit more raunchier. Oh yeah, like, kind of not afraid to like go for that like low hanging fruit mm-hmm. humor. I even the whole movie with a lot of it is, but it it kind of wrapped up with a lot of great antidotes that a lot of other '80s movies did with like the little uh, character bios at the end of the movie. Yeah, where it told you which character would do at the end. And I mean, still to this day, I'm absolutely curious and want to hold want a Hulk burger. Mm-hmm. Like, don't you, Sergeant Hulk? Maybe he it's up been a, a long time since I've seen that. Like, I'm 99 percent sure John Candy's also in that one. But, yeah, he is. Yeah. He plays uh, Ox Dewey Oxburger. Okay, yeah, but I, I remember <laughs> thoroughly enjoying that. Yeah, I think he was on. Yeah, I think he was on the like a uh, a tiger beat at <laughs> the end. Nice. <laughs> yeah, but uh, the one, my recommendation would actually be uh, Legal Eagles, which is another movie I haven't seen in forever. And no, not Legal Eagle, the YouTube channel, but the the actual movie Legal Eagles with Robert Redford and Deborah Winger. I haven't seen him forever, but, the but YouTube I remember channel, thoroughly enjoying it. Oh, thoroughly. oh, sorry not to cut you off, but that YouTube channel, he is a lawyer, but do not take legal advice through YouTube. That's just bad legal advice. Even he would tell you that. Yeah, uh, although you should take medical advice through YouTube. Yeah. The Joe Rogan podcast that I've heard is really good at that. <laughs> Three in a row now. Uh, advisory do not actually take medical advice from YouTube and the Joe Rogan podcast <laughs> yeah yeah we are not doctors <laughs> no no but yeah we're pharmacists those are just if you have time go check out those movies they are classics uh, that honestly nobody talks about everybody talks about Ghostbusters everybody talks about uh, Twins Kindergarten Cop but he's got he's got a lot of great movies that you should check out. Uh, something else that was uh, that came in was uh, we found out why Bob Saget died, and yeah. I'm not gonna lie, this is super tragic. It, it seems as though at some point during the day he hit his head. It was more severe than he thought, and he died in his sleep. Which, oh my God, how many times have we had like a headache and we just went to sleep? And it sounds like that's yeah. kind of what happened to him. And just something got messed up, and yeah, well, it, it, it's truly something weird because it's like it, it could literally happen, yeah, to anybody. Yeah, it's just that is just unbelievably tragic. Yeah, I'm taking this thing off. <laughs> well, no, you need to wear it the whole time. Continuity, Bobby. Continuity. Con- oh, there's your face. Hey, Bobby's back, yeah. guys. Bobby's here. <laughs> it was all for the joke. I couldn't keep that on anymore. It was getting hot. <laughs> but uh, we actually got uh, a request. Not only this, uh, we've gotten requests for the podcast, but we actually got requests on the actual YouTube comments for the podcast, which I'm really yeah, happy about. Please put your request below. We will discuss what and, you want. Uh, and obviously, as seen, we will answer them. Yes. <laughs> But the request was to discuss the Oscar nominations, and I... Well, who was it who made the request? Ooh, that's a good question. Let me dig it up. I mean, I'm sure they'd like to... I mean, I'm curious. It was... Anton AK47. 
Thank you, Anton. <laughs> yes, thanks, Anton. Uh, let me dig up. Oh, yes. So, I'm not going to lie. So, the Academy Awards were announced last week. I should be able to see when the announcement. Tuesday, February 8th. Yeah. Not long after our last episode. Yeah. And I didn't, like, I used to keep, like, on point with these Oscars stuff. Because I used to write for the newspaper my Oscar predictions. So, I'd be like, oh, what are the nominations? And these are the movies that need to get on top of. And this announcement literally happened, and I didn't even know they were doing it. It felt weird. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. A lot of these movies I haven't seen. Well, Best Picture, I've seen Dune. I've seen Don't Look Up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I haven't seen a lot. There's a lot of these movies I actually do want to see. Well, I will say, just looking at Best Picture, Nightmare Alley was one I seriously thought about going to see and didn't. Uh, West Side Story was kind of in the same boat. Uh, Did you see that one? I no, no. I, I've seen the original West Side mm-hmm. Story, so I, I, I really, I mean, Spielberg's great and all, but I, I don't. Hollywood doesn't make those type of movies anymore. No, for good reason but, because they, they would rely. I, I can't say for anything West Side Story because I have kind of made it a point not to see try to look at any parts of it or clips from it or anything. So I'm completely blind to it. But I, I think that movies that were done of like old musicals or stage shows from that almost golden era of Hollywood and on up to like maybe the eighties when we started and maybe seventies when they started leaning more towards action films, mm-hmm. you know, when Hollywood was shelling that out. But back when they were still doing those big, like, productions where they occupied a whole soundstage and every set was built like even those big open ones like they they, if they needed a shot of an inside of an opera house they would have just fucking built the opera house you know mm-hmm. simple as that or gone to one and filmed inside of it but i don't know for a lot of those like stage production shows i feel that they need to have their own world kind of contained within the stage if you will or the frame and I could see Spielberg doing it, but kind of yeah. relying way too much on special effects, which would take away from that world being there. I don't know. At least through my perception of it. I know. Uh, I don't know. I think Spielberg, there's like, I haven't seen it, so I don't know. But I think there's a decent chance he would probably do okay with that idea. Because I know, uh, God, the movie always pops in my head. Kingdom of the Crystal Skull so much bad green screen but that was that was all the reports i read that was george lucas pushing for that hard he was like we we gotta do it this way uh it was like spielberg and harrison ford were a bit more kind of like hey let's let's get some sets and lucas was like no this will look great this will age perfectly it didn't (laughs) yeah Uh. I mean, that, that's still the man who's responsible for Jar Jar Binks and missing out on the potential on making him the best Sith Lord of all time. Yeah, yeah you're not wrong. Uh, he's a, he is the man responsible for Star Wars, period. So, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> good it, and bad. Yeah. He is responsible. I'm not... He's, like... He's also partially responsible for Howard the Duck. Mm, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I remember uh, before... Not, Car- 
Not creatively, just to film. Yeah, before <laughs> just to film. before Star Wars, he also did like American Graffiti and THX, which are all both pretty damn good movies. Yeah, THX yeah. is kind of fucking phenomenal. Yeah, that's <laughs> well, it's a super low budget movie, but yeah, that was worth checking out too. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, but yeah, there's uh, several movies on here. Uh, I know I saw something else. Obviously, yeah, Nightmare Alley is Guillermo del Toro, which that is worth watching. I will definitely check that out at some point. Yeah, I, I will eventually get to it. Just how I'll eventually get to his interpretation of scary stories. Mm-hmm. I've been meaning to. I yeah, just... well, that that's not... Pretty sure you I think a lot of it. Too. Well, well, oh, I think yeah. with that is just I. I have the certain nostalgic, like memory of reading the books, and I think maybe I'll li- like live it up too much in my head. <laughs> like remember it being like as scary as it was when I first read it when I was like in first and second grade. But one thing I will note is uh, what well, Andrew Garfield was nominated for Tick Tick Boom, which I've seen a trailer for. I don't know much out of it about it outside the trailer. Wait, wait, wait. There's there, there, there's a film called Tick Tick. Yeah, I believe it, it's it's a semi musical. Uh, it's it's, a, it's sem- a musical. Yeah. Well, tech. I believe all the music is diegetic in it because I believe what it is is essentially it's about a, a guy who's writing a play. But he's been doing it for years. And he just oh, okay. just doesn't have the uh, the guts to actually put it out there. So he just keeps on working on this play. Yeah. Okay. And okay. and the, probably the scene I remember most from the trailer was the like like a therapist or somebody saying, "Have you ever thought about the fact that you, you, maybe you're just scared to release this?" And he, his response was just like, "Yes." <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I, I will say that that looks good. Yeah, I didn't even I didn't even know uh, Garfield was in that picture. Like, but yeah, um, like I said, because that sounds like something I'd be interested to watch. Mm-hmm. Like, I would actually go see that, even like if it was for the for the show or not. That's the thing. I'm ninety nine percent sure that is actually just a Netflix movie. Huh. Oh, here we go. It is a biographical musical drama. Directed by Lynn Manuel Miranda. Okay, feature film directorial de- debut. Okay. Okay. So uh, I don't know. Does that guy have any experience with musicals? <laughs> I guess we'll have to check yeah. it out. No, it it could be good. Um. Yeah. But yeah, it could be. Are we ready to move on to the main event? Oh, bat- <laughs> well, Batman eighty nine. Batman. <laughs> Oh, well, yeah, okay. Uh, yes, Batman 1989. It, it seemed like a good idea with uh, the new Batman movie coming out at the beginning of next month, March 4th, I believe. Let's talk about yeah. some Batman movies. There's a couple to choose from. <laughs> there, Well, there's a couple of different routes we could have yeah. gone to. As, as we had discussed uh, last week. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, I was mainly focused on either doing these ones or the Nolan ones. But yeah, I didn't even think about maybe doing the Adam West trilogy. There's more Batman movies come out, I'm oh, sure. I believe those are all, like, the animated ones, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, there's one live action and two animated ones for the Adam West uh, series. Yeah. yeah. 
And I've been me. I've seen the live action one, but I haven't seen the animated ones. Uh, I believe it's William Shatner that plays Two Face in the the last one of those. <laughs> oh, <laughs> which I'm not gonna lie, magic. that sounds awesome. <laughs> sweet magic. <laughs> uh, <laughs> did you see William Shatner in the episode of Star Trek? Your fate, good Kirk. Your fate Kirk. is up to <laughs> the coin. <laughs> what, William? <laughs> I don't think you're ah. pausing enough. <laughs> uh, I I don't think I have quite the the gusto yeah. for it. You have to over enunciate every syllable. Well, I mean, I am giving the performance sitting down, so I'm already doing at least twenty five percent of Kirk's job. Hey, there you go. Because <laughs> well, how yes, many important may- scenes of dialogue did he give from that captain's chair? Uh, two. <laughs> ah. Batman 89. Uh, One thing, watching the beginning of this, one thing that always gets me is the beginning is essentially we open up on Gotham City and there's a mother and father with their son trying to get through town. And my brain's always thinking, oh, it's the Batman origin. Oh, cool. But it's not. This again. It's not. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of a nice little subversion. It is. It it is. Though, like, we do see it oh, yeah. kind of tethered throughout the entire picture, but like, we don't get it as it's been depicted so much in the past and therefore. <laughs> like, I think since this movie, and I believe in the next one in uh, Batman Returns, as well as Forever and Batman and Robin, we get a replay of it in all three of those movies. If I'm not mistaken. Uh... We'll find out soon. I'm not. I ninety nine. Yeah, we'll find out. Sure. Yeah, it's been Batman a long absolutely time. The other ones, I'm not as sure about. But it's I mean, possible. It's, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we get some flashback mm-hmm. of it, but not maybe not the like you know the pearls and all. But I mean, I know that I'm. I think maybe it's returns that we don't get mm-hmm. it because that one more focuses on Cobble. Yeah, uh, that's that's a whole separate. Like the only thing really I remember about about a. The only thing I really remember about Batman and Robin is obviously the bat card. Oh, God. <laughs> and, you know, the ice puns mm-hmm. and that goddamned guard and the acid. No, that was forever. Yeah, yeah. God, guard, that delivery. The bank guard. And we'll the, get to and, these. And, <laughs> and the, sorry, sorry. I just got really angry about, yeah. about Batman and that But uh, I don't know. Like the bait and switch at the beginning of this where it really looks like Batman's origin, but it's not. I almost feel like it's like his Tim Burton psychic because when this came out, the general audience can't be burnt out. This is like subverting the Batman fans that know the origin. Well, yeah, but he's also trying to, like, you know, attract in your casual audience. Go or your. Yeah. Because this was what? Summer, right? I think. When it was released? I don't, I don't know the exact date. I want to say June 89. So, yeah, probably a summer release then. Yeah. I mean, you gotta want you to get your average like you know moviegoer in there, who is like, hey, that's like a superhero. Mm-hmm. I'll check it out. You know, what I mean, like, hey, Tim Burton did Batman. He did a Beetlejuice. That was all right. Yeah. Sorry, I'm kind of making everyone sound very valley because it, it was like the 80s. totally like Beetlejuice was all right. <laughs> <laughs> like I ordered a pizza to history class. <laughs> June twenty third. There we go. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, you okay. had me. You, you so, threw yeah, me down a hole. Release. I had yeah. to get to the bottom of it. <laughs> yeah. 
So summer release, yeah. definitely. Oh so yeah, definitely. We're good. Well, here's a fun little thing I found while like up through, of course, just watching it, and you know, just kept thinking to myself, this is like the best Batman movie that's ever been mm-hmm. made. Just like all, you know, just reliving yeah. it and having the joy. Did you know that there were three potential actors for the Joker? Yeah. Other than like, I mean, there was a, about four, like including Robin. Yeah, I was about to say I have a story about one of them. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, but uh, I saw your note in that, but I wanted to, I, I kind of went back to remember where I had found it and I found it right before we started recording today. The three other actors first considered for the Joker in this picture were Tim Burton David Bowie and John Lithgow. Those would all be very different, but good. What was the first one again? Tim. <laughs> Tim oh, yeah. Curry. No, those are all great choices. Uh, they will have all been very different, though. I, I'm very just thinking different. of David Bowie. I'm just thinking of David yeah. Bowie, but I could only see Bowie kind of playing it like Cesar Romero, which I know that everyone in the fan base at that time was just really tired and kind of wanted to. Get away from that Adam West campiness. Mm-hmm. Just as like why there was that outrage that Keaton was cast because you know he had done comedies. He had done well, one of my favorite comedies of his, Johnny Dangerously. That... Have you ever no, seen I'm that? Oh, it's beautiful. Well, I'm a, I'm a Michael Keaton fan, so we can we can put that in the podcast notes. <laughs> oh, absolutely, uh, absolutely. Uh, so yeah, those uh. I think those are all interesting. I actually think, I think David Bully could have been interesting, but at the same time, I definitely think everybody else has way more chops to handle the role. Tim Curry oh, yeah. would have been outlandish, but almost certainly good. And John Lithgow would be, could be super menacing. Well, I mean, let's not forget probably his best turn as a villain, which which I think has to be on oh, Dexter. God, yeah, he was. Easily. I can't think of anything else comparable. I mean, I've seen him play the bad guy before. I've never seen him play the Trinity no, before. Uh, well, Dexter had some good villains. None of them compared to Trinity. Oh, my God. And it had a lot of shitty seasons, Yes, it did. Too, it had plenty that's... of hit and miss, but Trinity was a hit. Speaking of serial killers, <laughs> yes, we, have, we, have. we have some more... Uh, Besides uh, John Lithgow, David Bowie, and uh, Tim, Tim Curry. Curry. God. Think, Tim Curry's always yeah, good. Yeah, sweet, tri- sweet. Yeah, think about Mr. Halkama Homolka. Mm-hmm. But uh, Jack Nicholson was actually hesitant to take on this role. Yeah. So yeah. the studio offered it to Robin Williams, and Robin Williams said, Sounds like fun. Cool. Fuck yeah. Yes. I'll do the Joker. <laughs> And then the producers went to Jack Nicholson and said, Fuck yeah. Williams was going to take it if he didn't. So then Jack Nicholson took it. And Williams was fucking pissed. Because he was just yeah. told he would play the fucking Joker. I get it. <laughs> yeah. So. I'd be. Yeah, I'd be pretty fucking livid myself. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> fuck the Joker. That's a fun role. Uh, sh- shit. <laughs> so Williams. Later on, uh, refused to play the Riddler, and then uh, and then he won't be involved in any Warner Brothers project until the studio apologized, which I'm not sure if they ever did or not. Uh, he probably did do one. Hook. He did Hook. Hook. Okay. Hook was Warner Brothers. So this, Hook so was Warner Brothers. That's why they had to yeah. apologize. Yeah, they. That, that's when he walked in. He probably pointed at the biggest execs, like, "We'll start the ass kissing with yeah. you." <laughs> 
Well, that's such a shitty move. Don't say he can have the role and then offer it to somebody else. Jesus. <sighs> yeah, I, I kind of wonder if uh, there was any animosity between him and Jack. I can't see there no, being any. No, I don't know if there was. Well, that, you know, it It all depends how the studio phrased it. If the studio said they gave him the role, then it's kind of shitty of Jack. If the studio just told Nicholson they offered him the role, then... That, or said he's going to take it if you yeah. don't. Yeah. And if and I'm sure you know if anything, I'm sure I could only imagine Jax is being like it's wrong what they mm-hmm. did, and how they used mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Yeah. Like I do not know Nicholson's response, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I either. doubt the studio yeah. said, "Hey, we gave to Robin Williams. Do you want to take it from him?" <laughs> well, Lottie frickin' da. I, I will say this: Jack Nicholson is a pretty fucking good Joker. He's yeah, he he's is. In, he really he's is insane. Like, uh, yeah, I, I still say Heath like, Ledger is kind of the gold standard at this point. But there's more of an insanity to Nicholson. Uh, I really felt that Ledger was definitely channeling his inner Jack in this. Yeah, possibly. Like, I don't like, know. like there in Dark Knight, he definitely was channeling jack's performance but he was also making it his own say i'm certain he was inspired in a way but oh he absolutely was but i i still think that jack's like is just the standard jack's is really good yeah uh like i like how he has these huge plans but he's also just fucking insane. We'll just fucking shoot somebody because fuck it. <laughs> well, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's the Joker. Yeah. I mean, that's that that's him cut and dry. Bob? Gun. Going to need a minute or two alone, boys. I, uh, I, I do like the uh, route they take in this with the makeup. And poisoning it because that is just a very much like a tactic that Joker would have used in those old detective comics. So that's just something that I really enjoyed, like them still kind of keeping to the beat of what Batman was, yeah. but still living in this dark world of Gotham and this setting. While it's while the story and as well as the books have been moving forward, this film is still living in that present world of Batman. Absolutely. This universe is just, well, the Batman in general, the lore is just so vast and fascinating. It's just, it's fun to talk about. Oh, yeah. Because, well, yeah, Gotham, I've, I've always, like, had people, like, always, like, I guess the big debate with me and my friends growing up was always, well, what do you think Gotham really is? Like, where do you think it really is? Like, what do you think it's a stand-in for? A lot of pe- a lot of my friends would always say it's like New York, New York. I've always thought of it to be either Pennsylvania or Chicago. Yeah, I, I lean towards Chicago or New York yeah. is an argument, and then Metropolis is kind well, of. New York but, too, but I've always yeah. seen I've always seen Metropolis as Los Angeles. Yeah, that could be Los Angeles. So yeah. So in Batman vs Superman, where it showed him across the yeah. little fucking river, what looked like the Hudson, I was like, "Hold the fuck yeah. on, Snyder!" Yeah, that was what creative <laughs> what? changes. <laughs> no, yeah, Gotham and Metropolis. No, no, like, no, no, no. Gotham's no. like a suburb of Metropolis. What the fuck? <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm so confused. <laughs> yeah. So well, and I'm happy that this decided to take the dark mm-hmm. route 
because at the time and all throughout most of the 80s, this came out in 89. Like the only superheroes that, you know, the Hollywood or the main, they're the ongoing movie going public has seen has been the Christopher Reeve Supermans, which have been on a big decline since the greatest Superman movie ever made. And that was two. I have to rewatch it. But this was this was only two years after four. Which yeah, my canon film. Yeah, made. we might have to do appreciating great trash on that one. Is that at some point? <laughs> oh, with, with oh god, that we have to put up with John Cryer. <sighs> it it is a it is a very much a movie that falls in that category. <laughs> well, so does the one we talk about this week. Uh, well, yes, yes, <laughs> we'll get to it soon. <laughs> but I I love the. Uh, look of Gotham in this movie. Like, oh, Tim yeah. Burton definitely has his visual aesthetic that he drives to, and this movie is coded with it, but it really works for the look of Gotham. It's just got this dark, gothic look, and it's kind of perfect. Um, yeah. I mean, even though it's like, you know, 95% matte paintings, it's kind of well, perfect. Well, that's the thing. The matte paintings even kind of work, because it just kind of it's Tim Burton's style, so like you don't even yeah. notice the bat paintings as much as you really should if you really looked for them, because they are clearly there. They're... They are painfully obviously there, even in like the setting, like the str- like the standing street yes, shots. Yes, it's like, but it's it's part of his aesthetic, and just... he kind of sells it. <laughs> uh, it, it it's kind of like you know, like that that existing world within the mm-hmm. frame. Like, yeah, it's 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 cool. Yes. Um, another thing we so gotta cool. talk about Michael Keaton fucking nails this movie oh my god <laughs> well the thing I like the best about him as Bruce Wayne is he was very unsuc- un- like you know what's this little guy gonna do he's nothing he's completely unsuspe- like unsuspecting mm-hmm. yeah sorry I was I was struggling yeah, yeah no but I gotcha it's, <laughs> but, he doesn't look like a superhero and that he, you get the sense he's playing that to his benefit because you know once he puts on that bad armor, fuck it could be anybody under there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it, it is essentially armor in this movie, which I do appreciate. It, <laughs> All yeah. rubber <laughs> can't turn his neck, but it, it kind of works. It gives him a distinctive movement. It can. <laughs> It does. It does. And it does kind of help, though. I kept thinking, man, he must be so uncomfortable yeah, in that. That is not a suit made for comfort. <laughs> I did feel like something was missing this viewing, though. Yes. I feel like I wasn't watching the movie appropriately. Like I needed my Warner Brothers hat and catalog. Oh, did you get that at the beginning? No, I did oh, not. I remember that being. I actually looked VHS. it up. I actually looked it up on YouTube because midway through it, I was like, you know what? This does something doesn't yeah. feel right about this. I need to, I need to watch a VHS rip. <laughs> Hold it! Hold it right there! Let's see if you're really ready to watch this movie. Okay, popcorn? Check. Soft drink? Check. Warner Brothers ball cap? Aha! You can't watch a Warner Brothers movie without a Warner Brothers ball cap. <laughs> yeah, I need to watch this VHS rip of this commercial, as well as the. I mean, I I still have my VHS of the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles nice. with that Pizza Hut with that baseball Pizza Hut ad. That's a movie that came out a whole year later, I believe. <laughs> oh yeah. 
1990. Yeah. yeah. But I, I did want to add this. Michael Keaton, I really feels like he's he's semi insane in this movie. It's it's not. He's he's on the he's on the brink yeah. of being unhinged. You, you, what little. I like about his performance is you feel like he's maybe just a step off from just being the Joker. It doesn't feel like they're that well, far off, which is it's you, a nice. He's contrast. a bad day away. If yeah. You will. There's, yeah. there's a there's you do get the sense there's a discipline to this Batman that Joker just doesn't there fucking is. have. Well, what? I don't I don't think they ever really I don't think they ever really established like how long he's been at being Batman. But no, point. they don't. Uh, he's just kind of there. Um, I mean, like, yeah, because he doesn't have the sig. They don't get the bat signal until the end of the yeah, movie. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but like, he still has. Everybody like, knows who Batman is. Everybody. Yeah, he's still got like the word of mouth, and not only that, like at that party at his uh, at his mansion, mm-hmm. where uh, Robert Wool or Arliss, I, I can't think of the character's Nox. name in the movie. I'm just gonna, yeah, Arliss. Yes, yeah, Arliss. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Arliss. Where Arliss and Vicky Vale are talking, mm-hmm. and uh, he's filming them with these like RCA like hard video cassette recorders mm-hmm. that can pick up crystal clear audio yes. from all the way across the yes. room but why does he have like one what was it like five cameras yeah. one mirror well uh like what the uh just the picture on the video too it's like damn that's good quality pictures for a video of that, that is air. amazing <laughs> quality that's like blu-ray like, quality there <laughs> that is like 38 yeah. mil bro <laughs> like security cameras <laughs> Dude, where is your radio show? Yeah, and I like how you can like zoom in on Commissioner Gordon telling the cops something and hear exactly and that, just that conversation. That audio. Yeah. I'm impressed. That audio. I mean, I thought my phone did a pretty good job isolating audio during the convention last uh fall, but shit, nothing compared to this. God damn. <laughs> I mean, that's impressive either way, but jeez. Like I I didn't And in nineteen eighty nine yeah. too. Well, in reality, probably let's let's say eighty seven, eighty eight, yeah. when they were probably filming. Yeah, it. probably. Yeah. I I would say if I threw complaints at this, I do. I feel like I would have liked a bit more Batman. I get I feel like we get good amount of Batman, but I could definitely deal with more. Um, I'm just happy that he didn't have shitty one liners. That's true. Um, I mean, there was a few. Yeah, but they were all Joker as for and. Not bad. Yeah. Like, I'd expect him from the Joker. Yeah. Well, I think the, Keaton's delivery works well, too. Because if he has a low one-liner, he's going to deliver it just straight. Just not <laughs> yeah. a hint in, his, in him at all. Not quite deadpan, but yeah. straight. Yeah. And it, it works. Um, I'll go ahead and say it. Um, Keaton is my favorite Batman. Yeah. It's one of those things. Like, I did that video, and technically... If you really twist my arm objectively, I give it to Bale just because he has the better stories. But Keaton is really my favorite live action. Of course, we go animated. It's got to go to Kevin Conroy. Kevin yeah. Conroy. But live action. <laughs> yeah, you knew that Keaton. was coming. <laughs> you knew that well, was yeah, coming. Well, yeah, Kevin Conroy is unreal. You just saw me reach him. Yeah. You said that's my favorite bet. And like, uh, well, that's why I had oh. I had to hedge it with live action because Kevin Conroy. Yeah, yeah. Kevin, uh, hold on. 
overall mood setting Batman just by sound of yeah. voice alone. Oh, Kevin Conroy. Yeah, God, his voice is. I mean, perfect. I, I read. I read comic strips. I hear. Yeah, his voice. and that would make sense because that voice was perfect. Like his Bruce Wayne and Batman I hear, voice. I, I, are I, I mean, actually, all of the characters I'd say from the animated series, which also heavily went off this for inspiration like th- this film in yeah. particular yeah that it was the success of this film that largely spawned that animated series yeah yeah which spawned like the greatest animated series ever yeah ever to hit the airwaves regarding like comic oh, yeah. books God. i'd say that this is better than the x-men mm-hmm. series and I'll die alone on that hill if I have no, to. No, I, I would but, actually agree because I love the X-Men series, but this is Yeah, I better. do too, but <laughs> Batman the animated series. And I mean, I've watched, I'm working my way right now through the X-Men series. Mm-hmm. I've already worked my way through the old Spider-Man series and like the Captain and uh, Iron Man ones. But I'm starting like the X-Men one now. And I mean, Spider-Man had a lot of great ones, but overall, the thing I remember the most with like this Batman the animated series is rewatching them as an adult and the story themes that they hit are really heavy for kids. Oh, yeah. That's like really fucking heavy. Like I remember watching it going, good God, my parents let me watch this when I was a kid. Well, yeah, that's. What the like, hell? You can watch the Batman animated series as an adult because it it's not it doesn't feel like it's designed for yeah. kids. Yes, I remember as a kid really enjoying it. Really enjoying the but hell yeah, out of it. Yeah, it's not really yeah. designed as a kid's show, it's just designed as like an animated no. show. <laughs> it's just an animated Batman it, show. That was really kind of the I feel like that was the beginning of DC's kind of uh animation domination yeah domination yeah because goddamn, if you will D- like dc's animate division is arguably some knocking like, it out of the fucking with park. the exception <laughs> of like pixar or disney probably the best animation studio out there yeah yeah hands it's, down they are they do some insanely good stuff and that's largely inspired from this movie uh yeah probably another thing i'd probably throw at is vicky vale Finding out that Bruce is Batman. I feel like that is such a Just by casually scene. walking into yeah, the Batcave. I feel like there's a scene missing. <laughs> Something's cut. And it could have been a long there scene. There is. We see a little snippet of it where Bruce looks at Alfred like, the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> and just, the fuck? Yeah, and there's no... It just kind of, she's there and she knows. And Oh, okay. Uh, and now it's all right, yeah. I, I feel like there's a lot because of better ways to handle that one. <laughs> Because they bang. Yeah, yeah, it's sure, okay. sure. Yeah. yeah, sure. Cool. <laughs> oh, no, that's Tim Burton wrapping up a story yeah. for well, you. I also feel like he's... One of the things I do feel like in this movie is that he's way more interested in the Joker than he is in Batman. Yeah. Just, like, that's, that is disappointing, too, because Keaton is so good. And Jim Nicholson's good, too. Well, he was... Yeah. He seemed a little more interested in like Joker and uh, or a uh, Penguin yeah. and Catwoman yeah. in the next one. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. I, I that that'll probably have to be on the plate next week. I didn't think about that, but yes, yeah, that'd be the next one up. <laughs> but uh, I think that's about it for all my thoughts. Oh yeah, we do get that weird uh, Eckhart, who is essentially feels like a Harvey Bullock stand-in, <laughs> but of course he's dead, and he's way more corrupt than Harvey Bullock. Way more. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, he 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 totally should have just been Harvey Bullock. Yeah. Anytime I watch the, I watch it, I go, oh, Harvey yeah, Bullock. He, oh, that's right. It's not Harvey Bullock, but it's yeah, Harvey Bullock. Yeah, like the more corrupt Harvey Bullock, the more shitty. Like, we're going to take Harvey Bullock, but make him super fucking shitty and kill him off. <laughs> I'd still say they, great, they did a great job depicting him in uh, Gotham. I haven't, I've only seen the first season. That being said, was it Donald Loge who plays him? He's yeah. really fucking good. Dude, he, hey, I knew he was Bullock, like, first time, like, they showed him, like, in the background, I went, oh, well, that must, oh, this guy being super loud, smoking a cigar at his desk, that's clearly yeah. Bullock. And they introduced, like, hey, you're with Bullock, and I went, awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, well, he's, I think he's good in most anything, but yeah, him as Bullock was, like, oh, yeah. perfect. <laughs> it was. It was. Uh, are we ready for great? That show, however... Eh. Yeah, like I said, I didn't see it past the first season because, eh, yeah, I had a few more good ones after I'm that. I'm sure there was, much, but, but a few, yeah. a yeah. few, a few. But are we ready for great trash? Oh yes, morons from outer space. This, this is a movie that was made. I don't really know how, but was definitely <laughs> it exists and it's a thing. Uh, the, what I have is uh, sometimes there comes a film that that you know exactly what you're getting just by title alone. Well, yes. Or on space. It's a this is a 1985 uh, sci-fi comedy. Yeah. yeah. Um, this is kind of a weird one. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's like uh, these aliens, about four of them, but they look exactly like humans. I, I, they're from a they essentially planet say Earth. They're humans. They essentially say they're humans, but they're from a different yes. Earth, a planet that's very similar to Earth, but not the species Earth. has pretty much evolved identical to humans, so they are human. Yeah. Okay. But they're aliens. <laughs> and they speak yeah. English. So, I mean, so that that helps too. And the, yes, 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 the queens. The queens yes, English. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, this movie is just really bizarre. Um Yeah, it stops with like it starts with uh, these aliens that are out on a joyride for their vacation. Mm -hmm. Uh they stop at a refueling station. And uh, while they're there, uh, one of them called. There's a hold on. I have my notes here. Uh, a group before. There's uh, Bernard, Sandra, Desmond, and Julian. Julian is the one I would uh, come up with. <laughs> yeah, Julian. <laughs> Bernard is played by yeah. Mel Smith, who is probably best known yeah. for his role from Princess Bride as the albino. <laughs> Yeah. I think that's the only one I recognized. <laughs> um, no, I recognized somebody else in there, but it was uh, someone who, was, who appeared later okay. in the movie. Mm -hmm. Miriam Marigold, she played one of the doctors. Miriam Marigold, uh, she was in Harry Potter. Oh, okay. One of the oh, actresses sure. in Harry well, I think she was a teacher. Oh, in Harry God, Potter. yeah. Like, IMDb has her more modern picture, and yes, I believe she was the. Uh plants teacher herbology yeah like that. yeah 
Yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I did not recognize her in this movie that So one. yeah, these uh these aliens, uh at some point they uh get into like a kind of a pissy contest or like a challenge. You're like, oh you don't know what you're talking about. Oh yeah. And they pull away from the refueling station and crash in uh, California. In the yeah, they crash in California. No, they're they're, they're in the no, UK. they crash in England. They crash in the UK. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, they crash in no, the I UK. Want... While Bernard was out like washing the window, yeah. or he was playing with the ball, and he got left afloat. Yeah, there's some weird <laughs> stuff that happens space. to him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, first he uh, gets picked up by some uh, zombie Yeah, it looks like a Grim Reaper in space. And then he asks uh, Bernard, are you the female of the species? Mm-hmm. As he, he puts, yeah, his hand. puts his hand on his thigh. <laughs> he says, no, I'm the male. And he's like, oh, shit. And then he ejects Yeah, it's him. like, holy Which, shit. Oh, god. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I, I kind of forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> when that part came on, I was like, oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Well, Bob's going to be surprised about yeah, no, that. No, it's, uh, it, 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 yeah, sure. <laughs> it was about 3 a.m. when I was watching it, so I was like, yep, well, not going to let him know. Mm-hmm. Too well, late. well, I was watching it last night uh, after work, so yeah. <laughs> huh. It was just more of a, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely one of those things where it's like, oh, okay, so the Grim Reaper hitchhiking dude, uh, he just likes to get rapey with the people he picks up, I guess. He just, <laughs> I guess, you know, like, you know, I guess what he takes for uh, travel. Yeah, I guess. Jesus. He's not a fan of, like, you know, uh, grass or, ca- or cash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, <laughs> oh, oh, that's not right. No, it's not. But uh, this is a weird so, movie. <laughs> yeah, the so the three uh, Desmond, Julian, and uh, Sandra, they uh, crash on the uh, uh, like I guess the uh, equivalent of a out of a interstate yeah, highway the, uh, in England. N1 I forget. They kept M1 calling it something like that. The M1, yeah, yeah they, kept, they, they M1. crash on the M1. I think I yeah. want to call it the N1 because of Boba Fett. <laughs> yeah, we'll yeah. get there though. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they crash on the M1 and uh, start getting uh, investigated by uh, you know scientists and everything. Meanwhile, we see a uh, intern at a news station. Go. He gets left at the news station while everyone go went out for uh, lunch or to go to the bar and just get hammered. They say, "Hell, if the world ends, it's like you know, you hand handle it. You know, you'll be fine." Uh, this crashes while he's all there. He leaves a note: "Hey, aliens crashed the M1. I'm taking a camera to go to yeah. the report." <laughs> uh, somehow, this uh, rookie intern ends up being attached with the aliens. Yeah. Are connected immediately with them. They don't really explain how that happens. It just sort of just evolves that's what and the happens. Says <laughs> plot <Yes>. armor. <laughs> uh, yeah. They uh, after enough of the tests on the aliens, uh, they get Sandra to sing, and it really hypnotizes everyone. So then they have a singing career, yes. and they record albums. Yes. People, it sounds like I'm just making this up mm-hmm. as I'm going along, but I am not even kidding that this is this exactly is the how the plot progresses. Uh, meanwhile, this is exactly the same pace that it progresses. Yes, Bernard, yeah. he has a subplot. He crash yeah, lands. I believe he crash lands in Colorado. Things don't go like, well yeah, for him. State 
He mistakes a trash can for a god. And then, uh... I was waiting for a bear to mull Yeah! Uh, well, it's like a billboard for a trash can. He Like, he is supposed to trash can think he's a person. And then he thinks it's the ruler of... It's a ruler of Earth, and it's like, oh, this could have been taken as a commentary on either yeah. wind. When did this come out? 1985? Yes. Mm. Ha! Take that, Reagan. Uh-huh. <laughs> Burn on Reagan. <laughs> yes, we, we firmly Reagan believe in our uh, burns on Reagan on this podcast. We believe they're very important to burn the president yes, from 40 yes. years ago. <laughs> yes. Bef- before we get trapped yeah, on burner. that one. <laughs> Yeah, Bernard uh, get embracing the uh, <laughs> the trash king. Yes. God. <laughs> uh, I'm not gonna lie. I blinked out a little bit towards the third, the last third of this movie. I remember the same career. Oh, the rock concert in New York. Yeah, no, I got to the rock concert. Uh, maybe Some I, I remember reason. Bernard was committing suicide. Yeah, he tried to. Why was he? I missed why. Uh, well, I think he, he went backstage to try and reconnect with his alien friends, and they rejected him. Oh, that's right. Was that? Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's right. And uh, this movie kind of ends in the middle of their uh, concert. Yeah, I don't think I actually missed anything. Like, uh, I don't think... <laughs> yeah, the, and like the uh, collection agency from who they rented their first spaceship that crashed. Yeah. Said, hey, uh, this is supposed to be returned six weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Oh, we crashed it. Oh, well, you better come with us then. Okay. Yeah, and, the, <laughs> and they just get on a ship. They and go, go away, and... but Bernard gets left behind. Ooh. He just he's stuck to look up as they fly off. And uh, oh yeah, that guy who got stuck yeah. with them, that intern that made station, them a huge he became star. Like their man- yeah, he became like a huge manager for yeah. them and like got them. Yeah. Superstardom. He ends up helping Bernard, and they start to. He makes Bernard super rich and yeah, famous. Yeah, it seems like Bernard. Maybe he won't. Who thinks he's he's yeah. just got fucked is probably on the best path. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. And that is morons from yes, outer space. It is a movie that exists. It happened. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This this movie's bad. Yeah. This movie's bad. <laughs> Like, oh my god, this is painful. Yeah, it's, uh, like, a lot of the stuff where they're dumb. Like, there's the obvious misspelling stuff and stuff like that. I remember the beginning where, like, the dumb things that were happened to him were just, like, just seemed to be, like, little, like, accidents or something. Like, the trash can dumped on his yeah. head. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, or, like, a lot of it just seemed like the differences and just, like, yeah, like you said, common yeah. things, like misspellings or things. Yeah. It's kind of like no, not 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 really. I mean, but well, okay. it's also like well, the okay, misspellings maybe. are almost also something where it's like you know, they could just spell it that way on their planet. It is a different planet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. It can't all be exactly the yeah. same. It'd be interesting if it was, but I, I doubt it. <laughs> It'd be fascinating to say well, the what least. Was the planet Blob? Yeah, flop. Flop. Okay. <laughs> It's deep. It's very deep. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't know if I have a whole lot to say about her. And then I saw it. I sat through it. I thought I missed something, but I don't think I did. I don't think. Oh, no. You, did, you didn't miss anything, man. 
I, 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 yeah, and I'll be, I'll be honest. There was a couple moments when I chuckled. Not a lot, but they, they, there was the moments. Yeah. There was the... <laughs> I mean, I, I had to. We had to bring back some form of deep hurting. The... <laughs> like you know, we had to. It's been a while since we watched one that was. Painful. Yeah. Yes. Yes. The the great trash. <laughs> Oh, I th- what was the last one that we watched that was painful for both of us? Oh, <laughs> uh, geez, I'd have to go back. Let me look into that because it certainly it it certainly wasn't um, a monster from prehistoric planet. No, because that one was no. Enjoyable. Like some of, most of them are just bad, but kind of like, eh, I, I can get some fun out of this. Well, I mean, yeah, Hudson Hawk was the just... same way. It's bad, but you know, there's there's it's bad. Fun. There's fun. <laughs> there is fun. Uh, Abrax was. Fun. I guess on a. Um. Actually, I guess Abrax. Abraxas, yeah. That was a mix between fun and bad. <laughs> <laughs> I think that yeah, that was the episode I told you that Kevin from The Office always sounds like Jesse Ventura to oh, me. God. <laughs> Like, anytime I hear Kevin mm. speak, I just go, is that the body? Slipstream was another one that was kind of hit and miss. Mm. Yeah, sl- yeah, Slipstream was definitely hit and miss. Like, it was cool to see Hamill and Paxton on the screen yeah. together, but a lot of missed potential. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure if one really qualifies. I think this is this, so. This, this would be, be the, the first, first bad one, one where it's like, be... yeah, this this is bad. <laughs> this is just fucking yeah. bad. Like, oh, uh, I, 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 it's yeah, it's hard to find anything fun about yeah. this one. Yeah, because the first few that we did is like we covered just like mystery science theater stuff, yeah. and then we branched out to like do like our own different mm-hmm. picks. We just played it safe for so long. Yeah, but now, uh, (sighs) I've seen worse. I have too. uh, Yeah, (laughs) I I, I don't see myself ever returning to this one. (laughs) I mean, you're also I'm also the type of guy who sees the fact like, oh, hey, did you know that they made nine evil Bond movies? I got to see them. No, I I can get that way, too. Especially if I see one of them, <laughs> like fuck! Now I have to watch the yeah, whole I've franchise. Yeah, I've seen one, <laughs> and I've known of another, and I've known of another one in the series. I know they made Evil Ball One and Evil Ball mm-hmm. Two. I also know they made Evil Ball versus Gingerbread Man. Oh god! <laughs> you know Gingerbread Man, that one with uh, Gary yes. Busey as the Gingerbread well, Man. Did, was it called yeah. Gingerbread Man, or was it something like? It was. Called I Gingerbread thought it was Man. maybe like Ginger Killer or something. God, I thought it was like a very. I don't know. Yeah. It might have just been Gingerbread Man. God. <laughs> Gary Busey. <laughs> Gary Busey, yeah. Uh, I will say this is part of what the podcast is for. Forced me to go out and watch movies I wouldn't normally watch. This definitely qualifies. <laughs> okay. Superb. Uh, do we want to talk about some Boba Fett? Yeah. Boba Fett. Yeah. So... This series was a whole lot of setup to what I have to admit <laughs> was a fucking awesome finale. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of liked having um, uh, that uh, Rancor King Kong. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. Was, 
kind of fucking magical. That Rancor tearing up the towns. Oh, just climb the tower. Really it was totally boss. inspired by King Kong. And yeah, that was awesome. It had a lot of moments where I was watching it and, you know, it would be one of the bad guys would be up against our heroes and they would do a slight attack and, you know, like the hero or Rancor would look at it and we'd get a reaction mm-hmm. shot. There was a lot of those. And at that moment, he knew he fucked up. moments. Mm-hmm. And I enjoy that in these type of yeah. movies or shows. I enjoy seeing that moment of like, yep, yeah, you mm-hmm. did. You fucked up. <laughs> well, I, I do feel like this could get overrun by episode six because that just practically the whole series happens in episode, not six, but seven. Oh, uh, yeah. Six. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, let's, let's hit on episode six a little bit because there is some stuff to say there because we get the reintroduction of Grogu. Well, <laughs> Yeah. And we, we... The full reintroduction yeah, to him. Yeah, we get yeah. a brief cameo from Boba Fett. <laughs> it's... I'm, I'm kind of... An honorable mention. Yeah, I, I'm kind of amazed how much episodes 5 and 6 have so little Boba Fett in them. He gets a cameo yeah, over those two episodes. Of... <laughs> yeah, I kind of thought that was a uh, rather... Uh... Rather ballsy yeah, move. Yeah, it felt like we were getting the first two episodes of the next Mandalorian season hidden in this series. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I was kind of thinking, like, did somebody at Disney fuck up? Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> like, did somebody at Disney fuck up and like upload the wrong? Yeah, movie? yeah. Well, I especially was thinking that when we were like, de- like maybe like halfway through episode five, I was like, are we supposed to be watching this now? <laughs> yeah. Is this yeah. Is this like an official week? Yeah. Oh, shit. You know, this is supposed to be the Mandalorian season premiere, but we accidentally put it here. Uh, we're just going to roll with it. <laughs> this is why we're going to stress the importance of labeling your yes. files. Labeling your files. But, uh, yeah, episode five, fact, we, get to, uh, <laughs> we get to see more of Luke. And Luke kind of annoyed Which me. Just a little... Kind of annoyed. Yeah, he was a little unsettling. Uh... He like so Mando makes that armor for him for Grogu and he gives it to him and you know fucking cool cool and Luke makes Grogu choose between the lightsaber and the armor which I thought was kind of shitty yeah now I have a friend at work who said he did that because he knew Grogu just wanted to go back to Mando so he's giving him an out Okay, sure. I don't know why I had to do it that way, though. I really don't. Um, it, like, what if Grogu wants to go back? Is he is he not going to allow him back? I feel like this is Luke kind of falling back on the old rules of the Jedi without yeah. properly like remaking it. Like, one of the things he really need to do, and I don't think he. It really seems like, especially looking at the sequel trilogy, he really didn't remake the Jedi into something a bit more modern. Uh, it just seemed like he was falling back on the Jedi old ways, which those ways fell, dude. <laughs> well, if you think about it, we kind of already knew what would mm-hmm. happen with that because he had said that, you know, um, uh, Ben Solo was his first student. Did he say it was his first? It's been a while since I've seen those. I believe he okay. did. I believe he, he might did. have. So that would have been also proving that, you know, Groku never stayed or he never got the training. Mm-hmm. 
that would have been a huge gap, but I guess it's possible. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I mean, we'll, well, this is like, this is what? like Five years uh, after Return of the Jedi, so. Five years after Return of the Jedi, yeah. And Force Awakens so uh, what, 30 years after? 30 or, yeah, 30 or 40 yeah. years, something like that. We do get Ahsoka in this episode, but she is very supporting. <laughs> She's just yeah, there. Yeah, she is. Yeah, she is. And it's like, okay, cool. Rosario is like, I still got a check, yeah. right? I'm getting paid cool. for this, right? Okay, I'm cool. <laughs> Peace. <laughs> I'm going to go film with Kevin Smith and rub it in his no. face. I was in Star Wars. <laughs> Shut up, Rosario. <laughs> <laughs> I'll write more embarrassing stuff about you. Nah, I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'll give you some, a few. I'll, 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 I'll write for you a couple more ass-to-mouth scenes. <laughs> <laughs> more mayo in your cooch jokes uh so yeah episode uh sky i want to say five six we also yeah. get the return god we get lots of mandalorian characters in this we get the return of we Cobb do Camp, who was the sheriff who had boba fett's armor at the beginning of timothy old yeah Plant. timothy you mean mickey yes. from screen yeah, two mickey. <laughs> well everybody truly knows him from <laughs> mickey <laughs> The best killer in the Scream Hell franchise. Hell yeah, by like a mile. Fuck Billy. I mean, Fuck Stu. <laughs> well, I mean, Stu went out like a chump and he was a patsy from yeah. day one. We, we have, we've agreed on yes, that. Yes, <laughs> But yeah, he's back and... Oh yes, and uh, Mando goes to make a deal with him to help Boba following the episode five where uh, Shenick, Fennec, Fennec Shand... Yes, goes to Mandalorian to ask him to help Boba, and he says sure. So he's getting Timothy Olyphant's help, and essentially Just to be a Billy badass. Yeah, he's he's okay with it. <laughs> the bartender of the town is not, but I, I I really like how that plays into Episode Seven. So that 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 really kind of works having that dynamic because what ends ends up happening is after Mando leaves, Timothy Timothy Olyphant, Mickey. <laughs> He, Mickey, he gets yeah. confronted by uh, Cod Bane. Is that his name? The the blue guy, the blue creepy guy, who I guess. Yeah, I think it is Cod Bane. Yeah, he, he. Yeah, he's kind of like a definitely an inspiration of from uh, a lot of old westerns. I oh got, yeah, like, uh, like Good, Bad, the Ugly, and stuff well, like that. To my understanding, he's in a lot of I don't know what probably Clone Wars or uh, Rebels. He's a big part of, but yeah, he is creepy and yeah it's very much a western style character which works well especially in a place like Tatooine <laughs> that place is built for old western gunfights <laughs> oh absolutely I mean it, just give it a beautiful wide angle lens mm -hmm. on that but he confronts Vanth he says don't go help him and uh, Mickey's like no and they end up in a gunfight <laughs> And it's actually, yeah, you end up not 100% sure if uh, Mickey survives that. And God, I keep on calling him Mickey. I cannot think of the character's name. I can't Cobb Vanth and what's the other guy? Cod Bane? <laughs> you actually have two characters named Cod in this? <laughs> I guess it's Co Cobb and Cod. Well, I mean, Cod. anything worth doing is probably worth doing I right. Guess. You know? <laughs> but yeah, so we're not sure if he survives. So Mando had a deal where this town's going to help him, but the guy who made the deal is no longer out there. No longer. Okay. Yeah. 
So, uh, and that's when things start going wrong for Boba. Um, it's the end of this episode or the beginning of the next one where uh, Jennifer Beals gets blown up in her, her place. I think it's before. Okay, but I will say, I would ass- I assumed she'd have a bigger role than that. <laughs> I thought I thought oh, she'd yeah. play some sort of role, but nope. Uh, she seems pretty blown up. <laughs> she seems very yeah. dead. Um, and uh, while we're on a uh, fairly famous actors who kind of got underplayed in this series, were you expecting Danny Trejo to come back? Because I know I was. Yeah. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know if I was expecting some sort of villain role for him or something, but I assumed he would have something no, else going on. I expected him to be like working for Boba yeah, something. at his like palace, like tending to the yeah. Rancor or something so like that. So he, he literally has one episode this entire season. He's just the Rancor guy. Apparently, he and Boba did work together because Boba's riding that Rancor. <laughs> yeah. Apparently. I mean, he. he he was riding it like a G. We, we, apparently, he <laughs> learns that while we're focused on the, the Mando parts of the series. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, yeah, man. Anything can happen during the cuddle. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, let's see. I, I think that kind of covers a lot of the big stuff I wanted to bring up for episode six. So, before the reunion? Yeah, before episode seven, where just everything goes to hell. Oh my yeah. god! <laughs> well, after we get everybody that we've met from both series, pretty yeah. much all together in the same spot at the same time, when every possible thing could go right, it all goes to yes. shit. Those uh, two green guys who work with uh, who are essentially were like bodyguards for Boba Fett. They get killed off fairly quickly. Yeah, the Gamorrean yeah. guards. I was like, no. Yeah, and I was like, oh, God, no. this is look good for him. Oh, yeah, they're dead. Oh, yeah. No, they have a fighting chance, and then they did that far pan to over the ledge. Like, oh, no, no they fucked. No, they are very <laughs> fucked. <laughs> oh, well, they were they were meant to be there for that purpose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> they served their And then they were the Wookiee, who he has working with him, he gets ambushed yeah, hard. I thought he was a Dude, goner. Well, he got, I, I want to say at least, I want to say like a dozen guys, maybe, Trandoshans going <laughs> after him. Like, that's a tough Wookiee, but holy shit, man, that's a lot of Trandoshans. Yeah, that, <laughs> that really was. I they, I am happy we did get a sweet payoff with him. Yeah, because by some miracle, he doesn't die. Oh, my God. And he comes he back gets fucked and he up, in half. but he survives. <laughs> Isn't this the one where he rips one in half? It might be. Yeah, yeah. I think he, I think he rips one mm-hmm. in half or rips an arm off one of one of these guy of one of the guys later. Yeah. It's. I, I remember the payoff being just very mm-hmm. nice. I watched. I watched these two, and then I watched Morons. So yeah. I'm kind of hazy on Boba. <laughs> well, it's actually been almost a week since I watched these because I went ahead and watched them because. Uh, yeah. It was out, and I was like, yeah, well, might as well avoid spoilers and just watch them now. <laughs> yeah, I knew we And would. I was thinking about rewatching them, but never came up. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Uh, God. So, like, essentially the big final, like, it looks really bad for Boba. And then the bartender from the town, Wolf Cop Van, comes with the citizens. And it's like, we made a deal. We're going to do this with you. We're going to do 
you killed the sheriff. Mm-hmm. Yep, there's that too. We're gonna kill the fuck yeah. out of you. <laughs> and there, there was the deal. Boba said we're gonna get the spice out of here. And they're like, yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we will sign up for that. We are on board for that one. It's tearing apart our town. Mm. I also really like that scene at the end where uh, his number one went into that room and just assassinated all of those bosses. Yes. Oh, my God. Finnick. <laughs> and hung the mayor. Finnick is a badass. <laughs> like, she kind of disappears. Yeah. And then you get this room with all the masterminds behind all the crap uh, going on. Uh-oh. And you just see uh-oh. them one by one fall down. Uh, something I did want to bring up was, uh, we kind of get a return of, like, a remodeled droid from the, the prequels. Those shield droids. We kind of get, like, an upgrade return of those guys, and holy crap, those guys were beast. Yeah, those, those, like, giant mechs. Yeah. (laughs) It took a lot uh... to take those down. It was one at a time, too. Yeah. Uh, that was kind of almost like a, you got to be fucking kidding yeah. me, really. <laughs> and it's I was kind of more surprised it took Mando that long to remember he had that fucking sword with him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, the dark saber, God. But I mean, they did have to. They, he and Boba definitely had to get creative, and I really enjoyed watching the two of them work. Yeah, in, like in tandem with each other. Yeah. That was, that was cool. And and Grogu that was got really a little, cool. couple licks in against it too. That that little guy, he's I honestly not expected a little all. you know I was waiting for a little him to like open up his little cloak and a little saber fly out. Oh, that would be epic. Like, <laughs> I would have been like Oh, look at that. Eh? We, we, oh, I think we forgot to mention how he first arrived to Tatooine. Oh, well uh I, he arrives in Luke's X-Wing. Yeah, Luke's X-Wing. Uh, does R2, R2 fly R2 D2. Yeah, I don't know. I think R2 does fly. Yeah, I think so, too. I mean. Or he or he just, you know, put R2 in. Yeah. Put himself in and took off. Nice. <laughs> now, it makes me think, do you, do you think, uh, now, I know that R2, like, or probably Luke told R2 to send him there and to drop him off with him. Mm-hmm. I'm sure Luke gave him those instructions, but I mean, I also might think like, why didn't Luke come? I don't know. I'm not going to lie. Like Luke, the little bit we saw of Luke, he felt like kind of a dick, but he felt kind of stilted in a lot of his performance too. Yeah. It was not, and it's more than just him being largely computer animated because it, it, I've seen computer animates like people who flow a lot better than that. It's I'm not sure what to think of it, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I'm not too certain not myself. I'm not sure. Like they want to keep on having Luke appear. I definitely want them to improve upon it. Cause it I, yeah. I, I, I actually felt Some, well oh, go ahead. Something small that I, I noticed that kind of was distracting to me and this is like just kind of me nitpicking it and I do and I will own up to it me being nitpicky was his hair Mm. now it's not how it looked or anything it was just more the style of it It wasn't like exactly that type of almost long bowl cut that he had in Jedi Mm -hmm. it just seemed a little shorter to me or just it seemed off yeah but it could have just been to my memory and you know also me looking at trying not to look at it through nostalgia glasses. Mm-hmm. 
I, I definitely feel like it doesn't feel like Luke. Um, no, it didn't. And I mean, even if he, it's a Luke kind of like mm-hmm. trying to move forward with the lessons he's learned mm-hmm. from Jedi. Yeah. And onward, because I mean, I'm sure that he's still at least getting some sort of like visits. Yeah. To um, or like from Obi Wan. Yeah, or even from Yoda. Yoda. Yeah. Or even Anakin at this point. Maybe, yeah. That'd be cool. And I mean, he could still be learning more, like, you know, through and of the Force. Still, I mean, is he great at the rank of Master? I don't know. No, no. But. Well, if he's the only one. Yeah, I mean, by default. (laughs) By default, yeah. Asterisk. Well, Homer, I guess you're the winner by default. Default! Woohoo! The two sweetest words in the English language. It's it feel it really felt like a stilted performance, and it's probably partially it because it's computer animated. And one thing I also want to stress is that, like, Mark Hamill's a really good actor. Lots of people don't he really is. talk about it, but he is fucking good. And even in those, like, with the exception of maybe some of the line delivery in New Hope, or definitely the Holiday Special. Outside of that, his performance is Luke. Well, he was on Painkillers really for the good. holiday special. Uh, they were all on something for the holiday special, I think. No, no, no. Luke, Luke was recovering from like a the car crash. Yeah, car crash. So yeah, he yeah, was on Painkillers for because I know he had a facial surgery, which is why yeah. at the beginning of Empire they had that thing bop him in the face. To, to kind yeah, of that's why he's in bandages yeah. for like the first bit of his stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but. Uh, it, yeah, I just want to say, Mark Hamill's a great actor. Uh, he's he is. fairly underrated. Lots of people just think of him as Luke. And honestly, he was great as Luke. But he's, like, if you look through a lot of his stuff, he has lots of great roles. And God. He does. Great Joker. That's for sure. Oh, yeah. I Again, another voice. Yeah. That, you know, if I'm reading a strip where it's Joker, I, I hear Mark Hamill's so voice. Do I, I have to admit. I ironically hear him for Hobgoblin for some weird reason I've never been able to place. So. Hmm. It's almost like he voiced him in the animated series. Isn't that? Isn't he did. That? <laughs> he did. Great series. Uh, Great series. I would say better than Boba Fett, but Boba Fett's good. It's no Mando. It was, yeah. it was a lot of build up for what I just have to admit. Great goddamn payoff. Really good final episode. Really good. Yeah. I mean, I I kind of saw it all coming. Mm-hmm. And, you know, of course, I'm, uh, you know, Mr. I'm, uh, the the Pale Blue Stranger. Yeah. I'm, I, I can't think of his name, but I'm just going to call him that. Mm-hmm. Of course, he would have been, like, the main antagonist through all of it. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I think it was great, but I... I don't know. I don't know how well the reception was for him being the bad guy in the sense of like they're accepting what's canon and what's not canon now. Now mm-hmm. these days, I'm kind of I'm, I'm surprised that they're going this route. It makes me think if they're going this route, it kind of gives me a little hope for Shadows of the Empire. No, maybe man. it's just giving me a little, little more hope for it. I just I but if they do it, I just hope that they do it right. I would like That's them the to come thing. up with something, some reason why Dash Randar is gone. Besides, oh, he hit an asteroid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just something. I, I'd, ex- something. I'd expect him being k- taken out by a Star Destroyer. Uh, or maybe. At this point. Maybe do something else with him. Maybe have him go undercover and then he pops up later. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
Maybe he's been supplying the rebels with guns this whole fucking time. Hey, sure. <laughs> yeah, like, he is a smuggler. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's play into that. Yeah. Um, that'd be my biggest issue with Shadows of the Empire, because other than that, it's actually a really cool story. It's been like, how are you going to make a hand? Well, I mean, you also can't have a Han Solo clone walking around once Han Solo's out of carbonite. Not a clone. I mean, I think Dash Rendar kind of is like a copy. Oh, yeah. No, he's definitely the stand in, but he's a cool character. He's not identical, which works. Yeah, no, no, you can't have Han Solo. You can't have two Han Solo. No. Now, uh, a Han Solo in an Indiana Jones. Well, duh, you have maybe. to have that. You have <laughs> maybe. The the duo movie we've always needed. <laughs> and then and then Jack Ryan shows up. <laughs> uh so what I But it's actually it actually be Alec Baldwin, Jack Ryan. Uh, oh yeah, I'll really mess it up. <laughs> I really... Well, I mean, there's like what? How many actors have played him now? There's a uh, uh, John Krasinski who's playing him now. Yeah, that's the series. Uh, there's Chris Pine. That's right. Chris Pine Chris did it Pine. once. Affleck, Affleck did it once. Ford did it Obviously. twice, and then Ford. now Baldwin did it once. Yeah, that's five actors who played that role now. And I'm trying to remember if I count Krasinski. <laughs> Yeah, I did. Okay, I, I um, counted first. Yeah, lots of Jack yeah, Ryan's. That's, no, that's five actors who played that role. Yeah, that's almost as many actors who have played James Bond. God damn it! How many James Bonds are there? Aren't there like seven? There's like Brosnan, Moore, Lazenby, Connery, Craig, Dalton, and Dalton. So is there only six? And Peter Sellers. Uh, <laughs> David Niven actually played Bond in that one, not Peter Sellers. I know, I know. <laughs> Get it right. Get it right. And totally not canon. Totally not. <laughs> totally not canon, but a far... I'd say it's a great Casino Royale, not as good as Casino Royale. No, but... no, no, no. no. <laughs> uh, good movie, though. Sure, sure. <laughs> I liked it. Uh... I mean the Daniel Craig one. Well, yeah, the Daniel Craig one's great. <laughs> I just mostly liked it because there was a bunch of British actors I recognized from watching a few Guy Ritchie movies. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I guess uh, you have any final thoughts on Boba Fett? Because I'm, I think uh, we're it wrapped it, up but very well. Yeah, I, I like the um, wrap up. I, I know in May, I believe we are looking forward to the Obi Wan series. Oh, is it coming that soon? I believe May or March. I'm not sure. Ooh. I'm going to say May. Yeah. I think we'd be for seeing like, a lot more for it if it was March. Or, you know, just ghost release like they did Hawkeye. Yeah, I know. And then all the advertising for it everywhere after it had been out for like two months. Yeah, May 25th for the first episode of Obi-Wan. We'll see if they postpone that. But, uh, ah, yes. According to IMDb, Obi-Wan Kenobi TV series starring Kunal Nanjami. Let's get that so the camera can see it. The star of oh, Obi-Wan. Yeah. And if time permitting, we'll get Ewan Move McGregor in there. Move it over a little. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm holding it for the podcast camera. Oh, <laughs> there we are. There we are. Yeah. I see. Ooh, hoo, hoo. You know, if time permitting, we'll get Ewan McGregor in there. Well, we got to get uh, Kunal Nanjani and Hayden Christensen. They got to get priority in that series. <laughs> they have to. Yeah, because they have to be top billed for this. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> 
Oh, I mean, the Ewan's probably just doing this just for the fun of it, just oh, to play yeah. swords and the kid. Oh, no, I really... Say what you will about the prequels. I got the sense Ewan McGregor enjoyed that. Oh, I know for a fact he loved the hell out of that. And, you know, I feel like at first he was stilted, but by the time we got to the third one, he was so on board for this franchise. So. Just like, yeah. I think that's where the clip from three of him just sitting in that spaceship. Like, yeah. <laughs> doing that. I think that's probably from three. <laughs> Well, just, God, how many times has hello there been memed at this point? <laughs> hello <Yeah>. there. <laughs> that is a great way to, that is a great one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was definitely my favorite fight of, like, his throughout that trilogy. Him and Grievous. That was badass. That was good. That was really good. Especially where he tricked him to cut off his arm. Him and Maul was and he, good, though. Him and Maul was good, yeah. That was good. That's too. one thing you gotta give to prequels. Uh, man, that fight. The duels were on point. I can't think of the guy who did it, but Ray I know. Park. Well, no, the, the the actual guy who did the choreography for those movies. Oh, oh, okay. So goddamn good. Goddamn, I'm gonna look him up. I can't just bring him up and not. Uh, I almost want to say it was Ray Park. Mm, I thought he no. choreographed it too. I thought he was. No, I, I remember seeing he was at the convention I went to in 05. Nick Gillard. That's him. Okay. Oh, yes. Okay. Ah, yes. Yeah, that's the guy we saw. No, he did a he did a really good job. Those were some great looking fights. You can say. No, they were. You can say yeah. there's more emotion in the, the original series fights, and I would give you that point. But that being said, that's some great choreography. Those. Those essentially dance fights he put together for those prequel movies are just fantastic oh, yeah. on their own. They were amazing. Uh, so next week, Batman returns, and we got two episodes of Peacemaker left. Okay. And then I have idea like let's discuss it after we're done recording, but uh. Okay. Ideas for the third thing. But yeah, we'll definitely do Batman Returns and Peacemaker. Okay. Sounds like a plan? <laughs> that sounds like a plan. All right. Uh, so everybody have a good one. I want to go ahead and add some audio credits at the end here. Uh, the theme music you're hearing at the beginning and end of this podcast was uh, written and performed by George Johnson, a very good friend of mine. And my current Patreons are uh, Fel Martins, David Lara, and Lindsay Painkhurst. If you'd like to become a patron, go ahead and follow the link down below. Anything you can provide would be incredibly helpful to this channel. We're barely limping by right now. Uh, I'd love to make this my full-time job, but I'm miles away from that right now. So any help you could provide, just a dollar a month would be amazing. You know you want to. All your friends are doing it.